Yo, it's Death of the Cloud Chaser TV, man. We back up in this thing again, you dig? Hey, man, um, we got a special guest online, man. Uh, special guest, can you introduce yourself and let the people know where they can follow you? Peace. Peace, everybody. Thanks for having me on, my brother. This is Asir Kutiz. Thank you again for having me. Uh, happy holiday to everybody. Today is that. Um, again, man, thanks for having me on. No problem, man. What where can the people find you at, man? If they looking, because you know we like to get it out the way. What do they? What where, where can they find you at? Uh, you could always hit me up at houseofl or hotmail dot com uh, via email. You could a lot of go to I see the Jupiters. You can see years years worth of work that I've done on there. Um, you could also check me out on. Uh, Bob Talk Radio, uh, if you go back and look in the archive shows of a show we had called Super Hebrew Radio, we went on for seven years when we was going hard on the block. Um, www.icrthejukateers.com for some of my older uh, works. For the newest stuff, you can go to www.gumroad.com and type icrthejukateers uh, uh, in the chat and you'll see a lot of different classes, uh, very recent, and um, as well as uh, my book. I wrote uh, a book called The Dark Skull 418. Uh, I call it the world's most dangerous novel. Um, we we printing live right on www.gumroad. And uh, real fire. I mean, I think people, a lot of stuff has actually come uh came out within 2008 so um we're about to come out with the next reprinting uh the color version of it as well as and talking to some people about animated short an uh, animated movie to go with it so no problem anyway, i can bang so on the devil any type of medium i could bang on the devil you know. no doubt no doubt man let's get into it man so um you know where exactly you from, man? Where exactly you from? Tell me your um, upbringing, exactly where you from. Um, I was born in the county of Kings, Brooklyn. Um, like I said, I grew up uh, in the seventies, like in the, like seven. I was born in seventy three, so hip hop manifest participating you know what i'm saying like from i remember the the first record i bought i'm eight i'm but it is what it is and from that point on um our generation generation was one of the last human generations on earth because we're the only generation really that can remember specifically rap to like i can hear a beat today and be like oh that's slime family stone oh that's whatever whatever oh that's this that whereas these kids today think real music like so i think that perspective alone kind of like brought me into a certain understanding of consciousness 
um, I was I was very uh, it politic hip hop politicized me very early. Hip hop and um, I was really into art and stuff. So between those, uh, I feel like that was the educational basis for me to get into some of the heaviest stuff I got into later on. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. So like um a lot of these mainstream second. No, keep going, sorry, you keep your going. Phone, the way that it's like Yeah, no problem, no second. problem. Um yeah, no problem. Let me um let me pull up my mic a little bit louder for you. Yeah, but um okay. like when when you saying consciousness, what was your like your first experience with consciousness? Like where you knew that at that point you had crossed over. The first, I'm sorry, you, it, when what crossed over? I'm sorry. The the reception is kind of bugged out. It's yeah, like, like when, it, when you ask a, when uh, it comes to um when it comes to your um can you hear me? Yeah, I hear you now. Yeah, so when when you first came uh your first time coming across consciousness and you noticed that you had crossed over, like what type of experience did you have that led you that, that you had know that you was on the right track, that you was actually conscious at that point? Cause a lot of people can say that they're conscious, but you know, it's, it's certain things that take, take place. Correct. Right. Right. That puts you in that position. I don't think there was one thing for me specifically, with me as an individual was that um uh, up at a time where you had to know what you was you know what I'm saying like I came up like uh like there was like like my aunt was a panther you know what I'm saying but then she wound up becoming like, like a doctor or whatever and then she kind of like went against like not went against it but kind of like decided that you know it was more advantageous to be this than that and i started to notice that that for that generation it was like they they rebelled as much as they could but then it got to a point where after they you know killed malcolm and martin and johnny and bobby and you know what i'm saying and meg those people they just basically decided to go to work for the man you know what i'm saying and so they did what they could in their own given circumstances to do that so i started to see that a lot of the elders pro revolutionaries line. By the time with the X Clan and then the brand Nubian and the and the red, black, and green medallion beads and all, all that shit, these niggas is not on that no more. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They on some like, okay, you need to get a job, you need to go and do this and do that. But these was the radicals when they was my age. So I started to see that it was a certain situation. You as an Asiatic man and somebody conscious got a certain amount of time to get it off before they either try to break your spirit or they try to turn your family against you or the people that you came up with because they have chosen to take the easy way out, such as, you know, joining different organizations and stuff to move ahead at the behest of their own integrity, their people. So I started to see that that was like the norm, but in things like nation of gods on earth, for instance, peace to them, saw a different I saw people that standing on the square and saying some stuff that even though most people thought it sounded crazy the conviction 
that was given from it was like, nah, there got to be something else to this. It ain't just like they just saying all this. Like some, there's something to this. And so I really started to to expand my my consciousness in terms of understanding that. And then that opened me up to the greater understanding that as much as it's about consciousness, consciousness is nothing without integrity. You know what I'm saying? Consciousness is nothing without confidence or belief in oneself. Because you could be conscious and know better, you know what I'm saying, and still join up with people who are against your people because even though you can't know, use in that, you see what I'm saying? Uh, by forsake need the most. You know what I'm saying? So that's when I realized, nah, a lot of these guys out here is just basically conscious for the moment or conscious for the accolades or conscious for the, the win or conscious for, you know what I'm saying? Everything else other than the upward mobility of our people. And then those that are on it like that are usually the ones that's the most targeted because they're not out there trying to, you know, galvanize people to follow them. You know what I'm saying? And so that's when I realized, like, anything I'm going to find out with this stuff, I'm going to have to do it myself. Because a lot of these guys, a lot of these these people who I was led to believe were and are the the basis of like what we should be down with, a lot of these guys was down with the opposite. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. So like when it comes to, you know what I'm saying? Like it's different things that's going on in the country's community um, that takes place that's today. Like um, what, what's your take on it? Like, um, cause I hear you saying, you know, different things, but I want to hear like your, your exact complete take on it. Um, that's what's going on with the country's community. Are you um, in agreement with it? I, I mean, I I can't really. When I was, like I said, when I was coming up, you had to know what you was talking about. You know what I'm saying? You couldn't just be out here just saying stuff just to 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 go people into arguments. You know what I'm saying? Or to get attention to yourself. And so that whole swing that whole debate swing movement that was ushered in by one aspect of the community you know what i mean and it was done at a time where we actively were actually more coming together you know what i'm saying i would say that the height of the community conscious community as as they refer to it was like between like 97 and like right before obama because right when obama came in that's when it was targeted for destruction. <laughs> and that's when all the debate shit started. That's when all of the, the infighting started. That's when all of the, I mean, niggas was hating behind the scenes back in the day. Certain lectures, like, like if you was in, you would know certain people didn't like doing lectures with certain people. You know what I'm saying? But that's just people. But that didn't stop everybody from collectively and together. So it was a time where you would have a lecture, lay. Uh, and I'm not picking anybody specifically. I'm just speaking in random. Let's say it was a Valentine, Phil Valentine lecture, right? You would have that. You would have Moors in the building. You'd have Nuwapians in the building. You'd have in the building. You have RBGs in the. You'd have different types. You have Hebrews in it. Like even though they may not agree with him, 
everybody was in presence to learn. You understand what I'm saying? Same thing if it was Delbert Blair, you know what I'm saying? Bless the dead. Same thing if it was Steve Coakley, bless the dead. Like you had a myriad of different uh, uh, Asiatics, meaning melanated people, who even if they weren't a more, or even if they weren't a 5%, or even if they weren't that, they would still go to the lectures that were given by these people. You see what I'm saying? And would support, and it was in a kind that was supporting that. You know what I'm saying? And it almost and it was almost like this was our shit. You know what I mean? Like it was ours. It wasn't like something that I had to go. This is what TED talks and all that shit. All that shit came out of the conscious community. You see what I'm saying? All of the shit that you see these crackers doing now, or the history channel and the ancient alien shows, all of that is based on the stuff from back in the day. I even I did a joint called uh, Unlocking History's Mysteries. Like three weeks later, somebody sent me a joint from the History Channel, and they got a whole segment now called History's Mysteries. Like, that's not a coincidence. You know what I'm saying? And so when I saw that, that's when I realized, okay, they are targeting us now. Because now what's going to happen, they're going to send the agents out, the ops out, to start to foster uh, discontent amongst the different groups to stop what just spoke about to be happening from happening. And then it turned into a secretarianist movement. You had the Moors against the Hebrews. You had the Hebrews against the Moors. You had the gods against this one. And this one against, but who's fostering all of that? Who's saying that with some of these people never even heard of Moors until they heard about a debate against one. You understand what I'm saying? <laughs> Like, that's not how we supposed, that's not how we did stuff. And so when I started to see the decline in that way, I did what I could to let people know in the, in the limited venues that I had, which was again, Super Haver Radio. Um, you know, those people that I was working with and helping uh, in the community privately and stuff like that. But to go and actually involve myself and tr strive to get these guys to not be on that, to me, was maladapted. That wasn't going to actually help, and it would actually cause more confusion. So I just went into my zone and worked with the people directly, and not too many of the pundits. That's why you don't see me involved or ever really involved in any of that stuff that happened in that whole era between 2008 and now. You know what I'm saying? And now look, is the community any more together? Are we any more, are we providing solution-based material? No, it's all about who said what, who said this, why they did that. It's like a, it's a bunch of like conscious gangbanging. Like, it's not cool, man. And so, like I said, I just decided to focus more on the actual work, um, solution-based information and and really um even though i am a more i consider myself a more and an asiatic and all that that doesn't mean that if you do not see yourself as that then somehow or another i'm against you or you're against me you dig i don't care what you call yourself if you're against the devil then we could work right, you know what I'm right. Saying? like that's my man so let me ask you a question so when it comes to 
you know, media outlets and different things when it comes to propaganda that's being involved, that's taking place today. Like um, from you, you looking at it, like what, what type of situation are we looking ahead when it comes to the youth? Like, is this going to be a serious issue later to come? Um, I think that the ultimate goal of the devil at this juncture is to destroy any means of the ultimate goal is to create an, an a, a perpetual indemnity the original man in any all beef is really a bit of a, you know what I'm saying this thing is about me not being with the woman that I came on this 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 playing with as my mate, meaning the Asiatic woman, my reflection. They want me to see a reflection in something that came after, something inferior. You see what I'm saying? So when me and her, the Asiatic man and woman is together like this, we're in the realm of God. We're in the realm of the higher self, right? When I now leave her to go down to one of these things, right? One of the, 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 you know, the other people. What's happening now is that I'm reducing myself, right? I'm coming out of the realm of God to come into the realm of man. And then this thing that I reduce myself to is going up. You understand? Because now I'm giving my God essence to this thing. And this thing came after. But you see, I'm that's because I'm seeing what I want to see based upon me not having knowledge of myself. So I know a bunch of conscious dudes, right? But these conscious dudes would be so conscious that they outconscious themselves and they start looking to not, they look start looking for reasons to feel like they're more special than somebody else. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So now that I'm this conscious, I can't be with a black woman, right? Because that's going, because most black women don't know how to deal with a conscious brother. You see what I'm saying? These are the things, these are the tropes that come in, the, that was injected in the community by people to keep us from procreating together. That's why when you see TV shows now, it's only black women with white men. Olivia Pope, Empire, uh, uh, what's the other one? Um, How to Get Away with Murder, uh, 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 any movie with Tessa Thompson, any movie with Lee Newton, any movie with, <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Like anything that they do now is about promoting this idea that we are not to procreate together. Meanwhile, every race can be together or with us, but we just can't be together ourselves because that is the threat. So it's not so much about the masculinity. It's about the heterosexual Asiatic man, right? The original so-called black man, as they refer to him as Elijah Muhammad, peace be upon him, referred to him. It's about him more him that will make him stronger we don't want to do that so what we got to do is promote the idea that there's different types of women <laughs> you see what I'm saying that you could be a woman with a penis you see what I'm saying and then what we do is we'll get a bunch of dudes that we don't already co-opted through all the azotine that we done put into the to the drugs and the fluoride and the food and it is 
and these niggas that get susceptible to it, and then you have these women that raise these men effeminately, so that way they'll be, you know, the type that will be accepted. And what this leads to now is the aspect of it where nobody, where we can go to the Grammys and all of the men look like women. And then we're supposed to believe that that is somehow a progressive ideology. But these norms and these tropes that's given to us is given to us as another form of population control. Because look, I, me, me and you right now, we could get I could know, a Caucasian woman, so an Indian woman, uh, a Malaysian woman, a Russian woman, right? Take these chicks to another place, have babies with all those chicks, right? You know what happens? I can create a whole race of people that's just like me, but now they have the ability to go back to each one of these places and then take my ideology back and influence that community. Do you understand what I'm saying? We have the ability to do that because I can create any, I can create an Asiatic with any woman on the planet I want. Do you understand? And conscious, then my consciousness backs it up. Meanwhile, Caucasian people, right? The Magunzas, the W-I- the W-I-G-H-T whites that else I brought to the community. People was always using the term white people to describe these people, and that's W-H-I-T-E white. That's not them. They, by, gram- by uh, grammatical law, are W-I-G-H-T white, which means a creature, a phantasm, somebody under criminal punishment, a thief, a liar. Look it up. Anyway... <laughs> These whites, if they get together, they can only create each other with each other. Now, they already put out the fact that the birth rates for Caucasians have decreased so much that their death rates are higher, which means they are on the route to direct extinction. Not because of me, not because of you, but because of the fact that their genes are recessive and they can create each other on a certain aspect. And once you reach the end of that lattice, that's the end for them. So in another 20, 50 years, it's not going to be no Caucasian people left like that. You understand? So what they got to do is get us to reduce ourselves first mentally, excuse me, first spiritually, then mentally, then physically. You see what I'm saying? So now they don't need to inject me with sterilization or whatever. I'm just going to bleach my, my whole line out by having babies with Becky. Okay? Or I'm to, and then on top of me bleaching the line out with her, my mentality is what dictates my consciousness. So your melanin is highly reactive. It means that if you're the type of melanated person that loves dark skin, your skin is going to manifest that. You're going to see it in the skin. It's going to be lustrous. It's going to be thick. If you're the type of so-called black person, don't like your skin, you're going to look dusty. You're going to look ashy. You understand? Because it's the way that you see yourself. The beholder is beauty. But you see things from your perspective because you are always the object of your story. But you cannot be the object and the subject at the same time. The object is 
We want to rule. The subject is to do it, we got to get rid of these people. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? So you can't be both. So like more, some, somebody told me they was coming at the malls and it was like, oh, the malls are the ones that hold the blacks in the slave. Bruh, Moors take the world out of the dark ages, which they said we did, and enslave the world at the same time. Like, how you doing that? How are we doing that? But we're in a world where people can, are making you believe that you could be a woman and a man at the same time. You can be up and down at the same time. You can be a crip and a blood at the same time. You can be hot and cold at the same time, but you can't. You or the other, you understand? Because humanity was, Allah did not create us like that. You have, look, I could walk on my hands, right? And get where I'm going, but that don't mean that I'm gonna get there quicker than if I use my feet. So if there's a specific way that I'm my people, was supposed to be and they want to deviate from that and then be what this person says that they're going to be then they get and now you know what I'm saying so the a conscious community I'm looking at it more as a subconscious community now because within the 5% you got the temp you got the 85% the 10% the 5% and blind the 10 percent they money but in the five percent about a percentage that's actually 10 percent in them <laughs> where they using knowledge to try to pimp people out of money try to get people involved with this and that for what why are we trying to steal from each other and we all broke even the billionaires amongst us is broke do you understand i was more and he was about he was trying to sell a house and the real estate person told him he's selling a house the real estate person told him you might want to put the pictures away of you and your family and the house may sell may, may sell quicker rich billionaire don't want to purchase stuff from other billionaire black people that's how deep this shit is. You see what I'm saying? It has nothing to do. Everything that we think is, is going to be the opposite. So if they tell us that it was um, foggy when the helicopter crashed, when you look at the footage, you don't see no fog. You understand what I'm saying? <laughs> like, this is the world that we in. These are the pe people that's giving you hope. Y'all follow what these people, proven liars, are saying as the main narrative, then you're going to get what your hand called for. So let me ask you a question, though. You know, we just spoke about the media, you know what I'm saying, having, um, you know, uh, their play in it. But you do have um, leaders of the country's communities. And, like, um, I've seen that my chat was saying something about Sarnetta. Have you recently spoke about Sarnetta on, on, on some sort of blog or, or anything like that? Well, the brother asked me about uh, that that person, and he asked me about 
you know, my experiences with them. And I strive to keep it as brief as possible because, as I said, I've spent my whole, you want to say, career striving to stay away from those people after my initial um, interaction with them. And in my experience with that person, you know what I'm saying, um, it wasn't that great. He definitely supported me, you know what I'm saying, in the beginning. And as it stands, I believe I only did tapes with that with that brother. And um, they were really great. And he paid me what I was supposed to have for it, and it was all good. It wasn't until after that, that again, certain things I started to see that really made me realize I really need to stay away from those type of people. You dig what I'm saying? And again, I'm not here to dry snitch on nobody. And I'm also not here to, to cause more confusion, more indemnity, because like I said, I've worked to stay out of that type of shit. But since you asking me, what I'm saying is I I found money to work with people like that. You understand what I'm saying? Just because I didn't want my name associated with any of the, the melodrama that come that came from that part of the world. And every so often, whenever I would orbit it, like I did a, a, a joint with uh uh, Brother Rich, piece to him, um, maybe five years ago now, three years ago, I don't know. And that was the first time I came back even around those guys. And in that, I think it was a little salty because when it was time to be interviewed, homie, I was like, nah, I'm good, man. You know, you can interview the other people. Like, I don't even need to on it like that. You understand what I'm saying? I came from the era where if you're not really rocking with somebody, don't rock with them. You know what I'm saying? You don't make tapes about why you don't rock with them. You don't, you, you dig what I'm saying? But in that cycle, it started to do me on little shows and here and there. I started to see that it was more about, how can I put it? I started to see it was more about like the, the sheep that get away is the one that the shepherd want the most. Meaning that they want anybody that's associated with that so-called conscious community, they want anybody associated with that to be embroiled in all of this, the, the PS that goes with that. You understand? And if you're not, then they quietly blacklist you. And that's what happened with me. And I didn't care. I made it known, again, if you go back, back and listen to the Super Haver Radio on Block it was happening while it was happening. That's why I don't feel like I need to even go back in specifically on that. But at the same time that this is happening, I'm just doing the knowledge that it seemed like the more I was working to, again, stay away from that type of stuff, the more people would come to me, all of the drama stuff that would be happening in that, you see? And then wanting my, let's say, opinion on it. And my opinion is the same was as it was then as it is now. And it is that if the type of a person feels like you want to weaponize information and you're the type of people that want to then try to uh, browbeat people with information or make people feel inferior or stupid or curse at people constantly and all of that, then that's the pundit, that's the area for you. That's not the audience I deal with. 
You know what I'm saying? Because again, most of these people that's just coming into his platform, place like that, a lot of those people are just waking up into consciousness. So in some instances, it's good. You understand what I'm saying? You don't want to give a baby steak. You dig what I'm saying? You don't want to give somebody something or whatever. So like I said, everything comes in levels or tiers, as they say. So it's different levels with everything. So I don't expect somebody who is ultra pro-black to even want to listen to what I'm saying. Because what I'm saying is going to challenge you to have to show and prove to me that black is a nationality and you're never going to be able to do it. You see? And so because these people have made millions of dollars off of being black, you understand? Off of being Negroes, off of being colored, you understand? Somebody like me that's coming through and smashing that, not just with the facts, but with the historical data, with the congressional record, with the international record. Like, I don't just read books in America. You know what I mean? Like, I've traveled to other countries and read books and shit in different languages, had niggas sit there and translate it to me. I've taken one treaty, let's say the Treaty of Peace and Friendship from 1786, 1787, and I've had that translated in English, Spanish, um, Latin, and Arabic. And depending on which translation you read, you're going to get certain aspects of it. That's why I can speak so full, because I have a full rounded way of understanding information. I'm not just reading it from the perspective of, oh, I want to get smart so I can bang these niggas with it. You understand? I read information and research from the perspective I don't know. It got to a point more where I had so many books in front of me. They was like piled up, G, you know? And I'm sitting there and I'm and I'm literally going bonkers trying to assess all this information. I slowed up and was like, wait a minute, man. Knowledge, wisdom, and understanding. All of this shit that you got around you is knowledge. How will you how is this gonna make me wise? I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go wise by reading all of this stuff. I'm gonna go crazy because there's no way I can. I sit here and read and then go out and get my day and then still have an understanding on it. So something is missing. And then that's when I realized I just threw it up. I just threw my hands up and said, well, Allah, and you don't have to use the word Allah. You use whatever God you use. In my instance, it was Allah. I said, Allah, if I'm meant to know the truth of all of this, I'm leaving it up to you. Because to me, Allah is my higher self. So I'm speaking to the highest aspect of myself that I'm aspiring to. I need help to discern this information. Because the shit that I'm hearing that the Moors is telling me, the stuff that I'm hearing from the elders is telling me, and all this stuff is not jiving. And it has to be some. And I swear to God, more once I did that, hey, and stuff just start clicking. You know what I'm saying? And as it started clicking, I realized... That's what it is, man. I, you can't have no ego with this shit. I don't have no ego when it comes to knowledge because I knew what it was like not to know shit. And then go to people to get knowledge. And then instead of that, and the questions I'm asking, I can see they don't know. But instead of them being stand-up men or women and saying, look, more, I don't know, but I'm going to find somebody to do it. They start telling me bullshit. Then I go and follow that. You see what I'm saying? And now I'm jammed up now. And then when I call this nigga, hey, you told me such and such and such. Boom, well, Mo, can't, you can't get him on the phone or the nigga gone or whatever. So it happens. Now, in the end, what, what am I left 
itself. You see what I'm saying? So that's when I realized anything. There's a, there's a uh, verse in the in the Circle Seven Court on that says, "Man knows not from being told." And when I read that after that circumstance with me, that, that's when I said, "Allah, if I ever get to the position to know at least enough to really help people and have some solution based situation going on, I promise I will not waste my I will not cast my pearls to swine." And so in that. That's when I started to see these niggas manifest themselves. That's when I was like, I, I can't even deal with that. Also, I'm not a Freemason. You see what I'm saying? A lot of those guys in them ciphers that's talking all the they're all Freemasons. They're brothers with the Europeans in the lodge. You understand? I'm not. So, like, let, let me ask you a question. Not, like, so when it comes to... Let me ask you a question. So, when it comes to... You know, do Moors practice uh, Muslim religions? And also, do Moors, like you just said, do they have any type of similarity or any type of cross-reference when it comes to Masons? We, our ancestors, our so-called Moors or Asiatic ancestors of the empire were the ones that created Freemasonry to civilize devil being the w-i-g-h-t kazarian uh uh lepers albinos that were infesting the ancient world due to gen anomalies and phenomena that was being experimented on around those times and because nothing could be done with these things after a certain time we had to find things to do with them and so one of the things we did when it got too much was put take everything from them except they aprons, except they nakedness. We put sheepskin aprons on them and ran them across the hot Arabian into the caves of what they call West Asia. This is a fact. You can get a book called Making of the White Man that goes into this. You can get another book called 12 Secrets of the Caucasus. You can get another Chosen People of the Caucasus. You can get another book called 13 Tribe by Arthur Kostler. You can get another book called Iceman Inheritance. You can get another book called, um, called, uh, it's a real good one too. Um, it'll come to me. Uh, white Cargo. There's another book. They were white and they were slaves. There's another book. The Forgotten Cause of the Civil War. There's another book. There's so many books. Uh, white Women Captives in North Africa. Get these books, man, and read these books, and you'll see what I'm talking about. These crackers have always been enslaved by somebody. Always. Always, always. Because they were always in a position of never having an actual country or place of origin. They're not even from Europe. We say they're from the caves of, of, of West Asia and what they call the six hills of the Caucasus, but they're not even really from there. <laughs> That's just where one of the places they germinated, okay? So we created this. So it got to a point where we started to have issues amongst each other. And so what we would do, well, those type of shit, what we would do is we would disinherit each other's empire or kingdom by proxy. So we would go into the caves, wrestle a bunch of, uh, uh, enslave or ensnare a bunch of them up, bring them back to a place, teach them how to fight, bathe them, shave them up, give them a uniform, you see what I'm saying? Send them out, 
then they would go and fight you. So if me and you had beef, I would send my slaves to go attack you. You say your slaves to go attack me. If they win, then boom, the slaves that you sent to take my stuff, now they can stay on the land under you, which was my land, but they got to pay rent. You see what I'm saying? Whereas me now, whose land it really is, I'm not down with these niggas. Now I become your prisoner of war. You see what I'm saying? Then if then if then if you really want to disrespect me as your prisoner of war, you then give me to one of them as a slave. You see? You understand what I'm saying? This is how it works. But see, back in the day, it only happened once they started becoming more and more prevalent in the world. Back in the days, if me and you had our queens would get together, they would discuss it, and then I would, if I had a son and you had a son, I send my son to live with you for 18 years. You send your son to live with me for 18 years. Then at the 18th year, together, if we still got beef now, now if we fight, it's going to be a real, because you know how I fight, I know how you fight. You were my enemy, but you have a vested interest in maintaining my kingdom. I'm your enemy, but I have a vested interest in taking care of your kingdom. You see what I'm saying? So this is how we made it so that way, even if we did fight, we wouldn't lose nothing. You see what I'm saying? When we wrote treaties to these crackers, they didn't have no say in it. We just gave it to them. <laughs> you got to follow this. If you don't, you, you understand what I'm saying? You go in, you, it's over for you. We give them no quarter. That's what it's called. You give them no quarter. When they saw that red flag raised, that was it. At the Alamo, read about it. When Davy Crockett and the flag raised outside the Alamo, they knew that the Moors, it was over, that they would receive no quarter, and that they were now coming in the name Moorish destroyed them niggas, and they did just that. They did just that. Don't, don't the white man keep saying, don't forget the Alamo, right? But the Alamo was a mosque built by Alamo Had, Moors of ancient Granada, Spain, a.k.a. Mauritania, a.k.a. what we call the Midwest. So the Freemasonry thing happened when we freed and accepted the white slaves, Slovaks, into our home. And then we would put a little hat on them, not a fez, because they can't wear fezes. They can only wear hats. Then we put a hat on them, and then you would see a little name at the top of the hat. The Shriners, you'll see a Shriner. They call these Shriner fezes. See a fez, right? But they got writing on it. This is why the Black Moors and the Black, the black Freemasons and the Black Shriners are still enslaved to the false secret. Because the name on the Shriner fez represents the Moor that is that owns the person wearing it. That's why they got to wrap, wrap ropes around their neck. That's why they got to put aprons on. We don't wear the apron. Only people wear aprons is cooks and females, right? So we put the apron on to, to, to uh, hide their small phalluses. So the Masonic apron is a symbol of having a small penis. Do you understand? So if you're a black man, right? 
and you got knowledge of yourself and all of this other stuff, and you naturally born as a moral, why would you put yourself and subordinate yourself to study and pay money 35 to 50 years to be something that you naturally are? That's why our brothers are sick. That's why our sisters are sick in that shit, because they want to do it. It's not even like when the prophet Noble Joe Ali came, he did it all of that. He took the secrets off of everything. That's why you ain't never heard of Noble Joe Ali until you was an adult. How is it we've been alive all this, all this Moorish history been here, but we ain't never heard about it until we got to a certain age. Think about that. But you done heard about everybody else, right? Because everybody else, they told you that was taking our land. That's why they bigged them up. That's why they big up W.E.B. Du Bois. That's why they big up Madam C.J. Walker. That's why they big up um, um, what you call it, Langston Hughes and these people. Because they were a part of what was called the Talented Tenth. You see? And that was another Negro masonry established by Duke Edward Minton because he wanted his little group to be like the black skull and bones. This is what he said. That whole black paper darker than a black paper bag thing, all that started with black people. There's a book you can get called The Blue Vein Societies. And these were societies of black people who, in order to be in, you would have to prove your, your creoleness, meaning that you would have to be so light that they could see the blue in your veins. Okay? These are black people in this. Because black people were the products of the enslavement of those so-called Caucasian people that came over here and was trying to take our land and we shut them down, put them in plantations and stuff like that. Then after a certain amount of time, they then came back in and implemented the same color system in that to create indemnity between the original man and the original woman. So Freemasonry is just another form of white supremacy. Don't let these niggas fool you because if they're any of the European G7 large mandates, then that means that they are corrupt, period. Moors are the gods of Freemasons because we are the ones that created that science to sit niggas and show y'all niggas how to bathe. So if you now, so you today being a Mason, I've said this before in analogy, you being a Freemason today would be like you have a baby, right? And then you change the baby diapers, right? Now, in order for you to see if the baby know how to change his diapers, you put the diaper on, saw yourself, and then let the baby come and change you. Does that make sense? Right. That's basically what Freemasonry is. So in now, like... Masons... Mm -hmm. Meaning that it's something that you naturally are. So if your name is Rob and you're naturally used to being Rob, right? You're Rob so long as you don't answer to Steve. You understand? <laughs> so if you're free and accepted, right, as a Mason, but around a Moor, you're a slave. Because all of that stuff came out of the rituals that we created to civilize these people who were nothing more than beasts at the time. 
That's why one of the Masonic codes they ask you when they shake your hand is where you're walking or where you're riding. You see, we was riding. They was walking. You see, but now the Negro. Remember in Django, you seen the movie Django? Yes, sir. Okay, remember in Django when Stephen came and saw Django on the horse? What did he say? Who let that nigga on that nag? Right? Because they even stopped black men from wearing horses because ritualistically, that's what we did to them. So they just traded places. And the people that's working with them to keep this place going is the Freemasons and the white Freemasons working with every with all the so-called Jewry around the world, and all of them are under Rome. And all of them have a vested interest in keeping your wisdom and understanding of your connection to the ancient Moorish Empire a secret. And these African, Afrocentric people, again, Afrocentrism was created from a book called The Myth of a Negro Past, written by a white man named Melville. And then it was re-editioned and re-expounded upon by another white man named Hershkovitz. So Afrocentricity is another creation of white supremacy. You understand? Because you cannot centric an Afro. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You can't you can't throw ultra around an Afro. No, so like even with that being said, like you know, you know, you got these different um things that's popping up, like Afrocentric, um, the woke community, woke Twitter, black Twitter. You know, all these different variables. But when they come down to celebrities and, you know, uh, big topic, Nipsey Hussle and, and Kobe Bryant, like, um, like, well, how do you feel about that? Is it any, anything going on, any involvement with the, um, you know, the laws that be? Um, in terms of the, what do you mean? In terms with the um, far as like um, energy, like um, you got Kobe Bryant, you know, one of his main things oh. is like the 666 workout, you know, six days on, six right, days, right. Uh, you know, six right. days, six hours, six months. Right. Got you. You got I Nipsey Hussle. Yeah, you got Nipsey Hussle where they saying that they took his property because of um, they wanted to build some sort of tower um, right there, and that's inside of that community. Yes. Well, one of the other things about I learned about the conscious community too is that a lot of these guys got into the conscious game or whatever because of them just wanted to be rappers. Like I rap and stuff, you know. I've always done it, and at one point, that's all I wanted to do. But I started to see that a lot of this stuff was about creating a cult personality around the individual. And that wasn't something that I was really comfortable with. You know what I'm saying? So um, when it comes to personality cults, because that's really what we're talking about, the celebrities, look at it like this. They say this is America or whatever, but it's really not. We're in Rome. This is Rome. So the gladiators are the stars. In Roman Senate, in the Roman Congress, the only reason why Rome wasn't burnt down early enough was because they created something called bread and, and that meant that Rome extended itself so far that it had no means 
means to control its empire or its people. So the only way they could do it was to distract the people from the fact that they actually had things in the society. So what they would do is they would kidnap people and bring them into the gladiatory thing and allow them to have prestige as gladi gladiators. So so long as you was killing and maiming and eating people and raping them and killing them and stuff, you was a star. That's what star in Rome. You understand? So those are the people. So when you went to those to see these spectacles, that's when you would eat. That's where they would have food at. You understand? So they would have games that went on for, for like two years, two years worth of games. And for two years now, every day you go to the gladiator pit, watch people kill themselves just to eat. Okay. And then at the end of the day, you go back home, you don't have nothing. So what do you got to do? You try to actually get your children to go into gladiator school. You see what I'm saying? Now, apply the gladiator concept. I'm just telling you with Rome as to what it does to select two athletes, two rappers, two singers, two novelists. You understand? It's one big gladiatory pit and everybody's playing their game. So the basketball gladiator pit now sacrifice. Let's get uh, Mr. Bryant. You know what I'm saying? But whenever these things happen, there are always tropes. And for those people who don't know what a trope is, a trope is like a, a, a consistent pattern that you see manifest out of specific situations. So why is it whenever a celebrity dies like this, there's always a comment or somebody find a clip of some cartoon or some type of clip or some clip or somebody something about the person dying before it happens. Number one, that's always a trope. That happened with Nipsey, that happened with Tupac, that happened with Biggie, that happened with Elvis, that happened with, you understand? Kurt Cobain, I get it. Okay? Why is it then, another trope is when this happened, there's always some sort of celebrity party or something right before the hit. When Whitney Houston died, the Grammys was going on. When Ermias left or whatever, the Grammys is going on. But right before the Grammys, we have something called the Feast of Vanities, or what the, the ancient so-called uh, uh, Macedonians were referred to as the bonfire of the vanities. That's a feast where they get together to, sac to celebrate the sacrifice, right? Why is it whenever something goes down like that, Jay-Z is always around? <laughs> Even when he don't be involved, somehow or another, his name always come up with shit. So I'm, again, I'm not giving him power and I'm not saying that he is the end or be all. I'm just saying that that is another trope that comes with these circumstances. And a lot of these niggas is actually playing the role of the undertaker. <laughs> you understand? The, the, the perpetual mortician that's there and feeding and manifesting off the sacrifice. Look, it's so deep. Reasonable doubt came out the same day Kobe got signed. Right. Then the last game ball that Kobe got, he gave to Jay-Z. <laughs> so I'm saying things like that. When you start seeing these consistent patterns play out, man, you got to start to look at them and stop coincidence. Start looking at silence because there's nothing as a coincidence. You know why? Because. That would mean there's two types of thought. There's the random view of the universe and the mystic 
view of the universe. The random view of the universe is what leads us to things like nihilism and anarchy and stuff, meaning that no focus and no purpose to nothing. Things just happen, right? The deterministic view of the universe says that everything is predetermined and has a predetermined or already and that all that outcome to mess or not is the choice. Hence, going back to the idea that beauty is in the holder. And if I look, if, if I'm in a mansion and everything in mansion is off the chain, but I feel like this mansion is a basement, dirty ass apartment. Somebody tell me the mansion accept and appreciate it you understand so now apply that that lot of masses of black people every day they are constantly bombarded with every instance unsightly they are yet everything in the world that exists exists because of them so again if they know going extinct, how do how are they able to maintain control? They are able people that look like us and people that look like them to cast a spell, a veil, to make it seem like if you work hard enough, you'll get to the level that we're at. So regardless to how bad it is, there's still something about me to participate. Because tomorrow, I just might win the lotto. Do you see what I'm saying? But the white man don't think like that. The white man like this. My time is up. <laughs> so I, so all bets is off. Whatever I have to do, I will do. I've already lost my children. This little white man. I've already lost to them. I've already lost my future already lost the past. All I have is perpetual now. So what I gotta do is put these niggas in a time in what's called the quantum redundancy. That's where the aspect of time basically in itself and what they call the tachyon loop. Now I'm talking about quantum hydrodynamics now. Because that's something else I study. And in that, that means that perpetual you get to the horizon, the farther away it becomes. You understand? The more I try to grip sand in my hand, it's going to fall out. You understand? This is the world that he lives in. <laughs> so, in maintain that, he got to make us look at, at the world through his eyes. You see? And so, the eye, right? <laughs> shit. These niggas be on that eye. That's on the dollar, that eye that rock growing up, that eye that's always on the on the um street, the eye coming from the camera, the eye coming from your phone, the eye coming from your computer. That's it. They was telling us in the country, oh, they're gonna put RID chips in your hand. You already got the chip in your hand. Call your iPhone. That's the RFID chip, homie. You think I'm lying? Go try to take somebody's phone right now and see what happened to you. You will get killed. The nigga will kill you for his phone today. Man. Whereas you have to wait. 
to speak to somebody on the phone. <laughs> you stay wait till you get home. So are we really progressing? Is this really progress? Is all this instant information progressive for humanity? Or was it better when we actually had time into doing shit? More is saying that says luxury dulls the edge of injury. Which means the easier something is for you, the most likely it is for you to lose it. No, no doubt, no doubt, man. So yeah, more. That's my. So let me ask you, like, when it comes to, you know, media, and you know, me personally, I think that everything happens for a reason. And um, recently, like, you, a lot of times when a lot of black celebrities, especially black celebrities, die, right? They'll end up uh, paying different narratives. They might even mess up when they reporting us, calling us different names. They might report this person is dead when that's the wrong person. Mm -hmm. um, we mm -hmm. recently had um, a lady that came out, and I want to show you the video and let the people see the video. Mm -hmm. uh, give me one second. Let's get that video up. Couldn't deny how much he brought to the team, no matter which team, uh, which Lakers team he played on. Yeah, it seems like he was just the kind of athlete, the kind of star that was perfectly cast on the Los Angeles Lakers, Los Angeles Lakers community. If I could ask you to stay with us, we're going to oh go uh, to Bill Roden. He's joining me. By couldn't deny how much he brought to the team, no matter which team, uh, which Lakers team he played on. Yeah, it seems like he was just the kind of athlete, the kind of star that was perfectly cast on the Los Angeles Lakers, Los Angeles Lakers community. If I could ask you to stay with us, we're going to oh go uh, to Bill Roden. He's joining me. By so when you have things and, you know, mistakes like that being made, do you think that that's planned? Is that part of propaganda? You know what I'm saying? What's, what's to it? I'm sorry, I couldn't hear the video or, or see it. Uh, um, yeah, basically, it's the video uh, of the lady that's on the uh, MSNBC, on the MSNBC. Uh, oh, the Naker. She had the said Naker. the N rule. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like I'm saying, like, do you think that that's propaganda? Do you think that's propaganda? Because it seems to happen a lot where, you know, when the media gets to reporting on black celebrities, sometimes they might call, you know, them Aretha Franklin at their memorial. You know, it's. it's variables involved but they have made nice. tons of mistakes Deep talk to us you there I think I see. Can you hear me? Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? I see you, but I can't hear you. 
We got to refresh. Sorry about that. Let's get um, him back up in here. Yeah, the sound is back now. Yeah, we back on. Are we back on? Can you hear us? We're going to open up the phone lines, man. We're going to get the phone lines open. Got the phone lines open. Yes, brother. Can you hear me? All right, give me one second. Yeah, we got him back on the line. So, like, when it, you said when it comes to, to that situation, brother, you said that you pretty much think that it's um it's not that deep? Uh, with the nigger thing? Yeah. Like her saying nigger and nigger? Yeah, because that's, that, that goes with the narrative that I was saying, like, these people are, are undertakers. We have to stop looking at Caucasian people as, or these type of peoples or anybody in that area as somehow or another like a human being like me and you. If they're on TV, you don't know if that's a human being or not. And you have to remember that you are their enemy even in death. So in any instance that they can get to break you mentally, to constantly berate you and constantly mock you, that's their job. So when she did that and said that online, like, that's what they always do that. Like, they try to say, like, oh, that was a mistake or she was doing this. Like, no doubt. But you can't mistake your nature. You understand? The nature of the devil is to be the devil. The nature of the savage is to be a savage. White so-called Caucasian people were not meant to be good people on the earth like that. Now, this is not a general saying that all white people are evil, but it is to say, look at it, look at it like this. White people are like police. You know what I'm saying? In the sense that you may know a good cop here and there, right? And this cop is cool. He's not out there beating nobody up and shit like that and raping and stealing and stuff, right? He's not doing that. But he's keeping the secret for all the other niggas that's doing that. So he's just as dirty, if not worse. You understand? That is Caucasian people. Right now, if you had a snake next to you and that snake was poisonous and then right next to that snake, that other snake was not poisonous, right? And all of a sudden, you get a whole 
whole giant list of like 18 snakes rushing your crib. Are you going to stop and sit there and look at, okay, this snake is poisonous, this snake isn't, this snake is poisonous, this snake isn't? No. What are you going to do? Right. What are you going to do? If you had a bunch of snakes rushing into your crib, are you going to choose which one is poisonous and let the poison poisonous, the ones that's not poisonous in, and leave the poisonous ones out? Or are you just going to close the door on all the damn snakes? Yeah, all the snakes. There you go. What black folk want to do, they want to pick and choose which devil is good for them today. So this devil says that, so they won't like Condoleezza Rice, but they'll like Obama. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> they both the devil. They both enslaving us. Obama created the slave state that's in Libya right now. You have black, right now, if me and you got $400, we can go and buy some black people. Do you understand what I'm saying? Wow. In 2020, right now. In 2020. Right now, we can go on a plane right now, me and you. If we got some bread, we can buy women, we can buy children, we can buy men, we can buy old people. Is any African nations going in there to shut that down? No. But you know what niggas is doing? They going to Ghana to return. How are you returning to some place you ain't never been? Right. <laughs> didn't, say, didn't we already didn't we already prove that this is already the ancient world, that the ancient world was here and the new world was over there? They just flipped it. We done all this has already been proven. Even the white man, even the masters that came out and told them all the shit they told them about the history of the planet and the moors and all that shit is fake. And these blacks are still Toting the line. That's what I'm saying. They are so caught up that they won't even accept the fact that now the devil is saying that all the shit he told them about it is not is not true, and the shit that we saying is true now. Right. You see? But are black people listening? No, they're gonna listen to other people. They're still gonna support Oprah. They're still gonna support um um what's his name Obama. And, and Michelle, they're still going to look at Serena Williams and think that's a fucking man, uh, woman. They're still going to look at what you call it and think. That's what I'm saying, too. Like, <laughs> yo, man, the chick, for, there's a show called American Horror Story. And there's a black chick on it that was a woman. And she's been in mad other stuff and never said she was trans. But for some reason, somebody was going to out her. So she just came out and said, oh, well, you know, I was really born a man. Now, if you look at this person, you would think, wow, that's the case. Then how many other so-called crypto trans has been out here that they've been promoting you to be a woman or to be a man and then get you to focus your, try to emulate your masculinity to pattern behind this so-called man celebrity and this nigga was actually born a woman. Think right. about what that does to you spiritually, psychologically, because your subconscious mind knows what, it, what you're looking at. But your subconscious mind now can't share the real information with your conscious mind, so you create a split in your own consciousness based upon your subconscious ready to accept the truth that your conscious mind can't. This is where uh, bipolar disorders come from. This is where all of the type of these mental disorders manifest from from living in a society that is a perpetual lie. But people feel that they could just do it all, that they, that they could still 
Living with these beasts is allowing us to slowly go insane as a people. Um, then you're most likely down with it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Peace. Peace, peace. You got a call online. Um, lines are open, people. You can call in 702-602-8237. Uh, caller, uh, what's your name and where you from? Peace, peace. It's long. What's going on? It's Brother Cosmology Bay. Peace, man. Where you from, Cosmology Bay? Salute, brother. Peace, man. What's going on? From New York, uh, Queens. Uh, right now, I'm uptown. And um, I wanted to ask the brother a couple of questions, if you can expound on, because um, uh, the brother asked you about when the news reporters, um, when they say our names wrong, when they spell our names wrong. I want you to go into a little bit of how we vibrate on different frequencies, too, if you can expound on that a little bit, that Europeans, they don't vibrate on the same frequency as us. Yes, indeed. Um, very, very good point, brother. Thank you. Um, yes. Right. A lot of Moors will have this experience. They'll know what I'm talking about. Black people make not so much. But Moors, after you correct your names, that is why when you really rocking and doing your thing, you'll notice sometimes these people they leave your actual title off. I'll get us one second. Uh, one second, brother. Call online. We got a new call online. Uh, what's your name and where you calling from? Yes. Where are you calling from? All right, brother. Give us one second. Let him all uh, finish what he was saying. Go ahead, brother. Somebody got us uh, playing in the background. Turn it off. We yeah, cool. So what they do is utilize the aspect of us facing our spirituality on them. That's what's keeping us locked down. We are basing our actual physiology on their pathology. And the two cannot mix. You cannot be what you never were. If this tiger was taken, if this Bengali, if this African tiger was taken from Botswana and brought to the Bronx Zoo, it's not a Bronx tiger. It's a tiger from Botswana that's now in the Bronx. You understand? What they 
are doing is trying to remake people or get people to remake themselves because nobody is in their proper person here. Because the United States has taken the ability of everybody to take and pay their own debts. So in a society where nobody can pay their debt, everybody is a subject. You see, the only free people in a society like that are the people who are debt free. The only people in the society who are debt free are more because they are the ones who have the actual ownership, or I should say receivership of the land based upon the original tenants that these slaves entered into. So since we can't get rid of that title in these people, what we got to do is get them to reduce and get rid of themselves. And the way you do that is to constantly bombard them with different ideologies and shit that's made up by foreigners and kill enough for them that know better so that way there's only a generation of youngsters and now with these youngsters we can put them in the Indian Moors charity school, we can put them in a so-called finishing school, we can put them in a so-called charm school. Think about that. This is the school that they was reorganizing all of American society through. That's why you don't hear about them shits no more. You see what I'm saying? Because the job was done. They've permanently integrated everybody. You understand? But they integrated us into being exiles in our own land by what we say we are. So again, you are cosmology based so long as you don't answer to Andrew. You know what I'm saying? The minute you answer to Andrew, that's who you are now. Now I got you. Right. Now cosmology baby, who was a more, he's done. I'm gonna take his assets. I'm turning him into thirteenth amendment citizen. I'm gonna basically reduce him to chattel paper and then make him be working nine to five for the rest of his life. I'm gonna cash in on all his bonds when he's dead, and I'm gonna charge his family a death tax. Wow. And I'm gonna do the same thing to his son because he had his son with a woman, not you, brother, just speaking euphemistically. He had his son with a yeah. female who was already Jesuit ordained because her mother grew up Christian and she just wanted to break out with him. But because of her programming, the system knew that eventually, as soon as that baby comes, and now she got to live the life that she didn't agree to live with this more, she's going to go back to church. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Caller, that's on up. Hazel, Hazel Eyes, we appreciate the donation, man. Y'all go follow Hazel Eyes, man, on YouTube. Click a link. Um, caller that's online who just came in from New York. Uh, what do you have to say on the subject? Yes, yes, thank you. Um, thank you for letting me on your show. Yes, I wanted to ask the more question that you you have up there. Um, basically, there's a lot of beautiful history that the Moors have paintings and things, but then there's a lot of ugly history that the Moors have. You know, and when you um, when I think about the Moors showing Christopher Columbus, the island of Hispaniola, you know, and, and what happens after that, that changed the course of history. You have Moors killing Africans, you know, um, um, fighting, fighting, fighting in white men's armies and things. So how do you feel about that? Because I never ever see or hear any Moors talk about the atrocities that they have done in murdering black people. It's kind of like, Wow, um, well, kind of an oxymoron, bro, because because of the term black, when you say more killed African, uh, the word African is a Latin word that was created and dubbed that by more. So to say, okay, that, can I can I say dark skinned people? Yeah, 
if you're talking about the fighting, the infighting between malls, that's been going on before everybody was there. So, you know, I'm not talking about that. I'm, but like, I'm talking about um, the ones in Nepal when, when, when in Africa, I don't got the guy name offhand. You talking about the Moros, like in the Philippines and, and all of that? No, I'm talking about um, Nepal. When the Moors was in Africa, there's videos of Moors. Right, but Nepal is shooting out your Asian So you're talking about, okay, now, you're talking about those images that you see in the Congo, and they got some the Congo, yes, yes, yes. with feathers on. Those ain't Moors. Those are East Africans. Those are bandits. What you call the Indian people? Those ain't Moors. Those are Africans from East Africa who were put, who uh, Leopold and them put feathers on to create more indemnity with the more greater Moorish Empire that was against that. None of those people that you see in those pictures in the Congo doing that was Moorish as what you would say Moroccan or Moorish or Moorish American or greater Moorish people. They were all Swahili. Hold on, even the ones with the feathers on? Yes. The, the, one the, the reason why you know they wasn't because they were marked. I just went through a whole thing about Mark feathers. I heard you say about the Mark feathers. Yeah. Um, those are Mark feathers okay. by Leopold who gave them to destroy whatever image that was left of the Moorish Empire that they was breaking up after the Belgian Conference of 1881. That's what that was. Those are not Moors like me and you. That wasn't Moors like that. No. Those are East Africans who just put Fez hats on and then went and brutalized their own people. Okay, I never heard that. I never heard that, but if what you're saying is true, then I stand corrected. I stand corrected, but now on what I just said earlier about the Moors showing Christopher Columbus and the island of Hispanolia having treaties with them. No, as I told you, Moore, that's not what happened. First of all, there was no Spain in 1492. So when they tell, so that's the number one lie they tell Moors. Oh, the Moors were up to 1492. That was the year that the empire started to fall. But there was no Spain in 1492, so we could not have lost the Spain. What we're talking about, no, uh-huh. what we're talking about is a global exchange, an infighting situation, in which that both sides broke, and then Columbus. Because he was a half original man, so called a Morisco, a Moor. He wanted to escape the persecution that was happening over there with those Moors at the colony. And so he got on the boat and got the Moranos, that was the Hebrew Moors, to come over here and get away from that shit. And then because Isabella and them had made a deal with these other dirty ones, he wound up selling the kingdom of Granada. They wound up selling the kingdom of Granada. And then the so-called Roman, who became Spanish in 1497, then adopted the so-called Terra, and they now wanted to take, apply the land ownership to the people wherever those people were at. But the people we're talking about that's doing this is not white people. These are, if we was around Columbus and them today, you would look at Columbus and think he was Dominican or Puerto Rican or some shit. These niggas was not white. None of these people became white until the end of the 1800s into the 1900s. It's a fact. 
Yeah, but wasn't that the Moors showing them the land? But how do we show but the Moors were showing them? But but it's different. That's like saying that's like saying if me and you today, the same thing is happening today, and I'll show you today. Today, me and you could be walking down the street, and the police roll up on us. And it'd be a black man and a white cop, and most likely, sometimes the black cop would be worse than the white cop, right? Yes, definitely. Both cops. It's the system that they are a part that's doing that. The system that was in play at the time that the Moorish Empire started to break up was based upon half of the Moors not being down with the integration of the Caucasoids. And the other half okay. of those moors using the corpusoid against those moors to take their property. And then for spite, once it got to a point where we didn't have enough land between each other, the corpusoid slave that was against it and the corpusoid slave that was for it both worked together to disinherit both of us. The cracker okay, came to the The cracker came to the there's books on this. One more, one more thing. One more thing, one more thing before I leave. I think I asked enough questions, but this is on the word black. Um, and this is even 1492, they showing Christopher Gubbins that, but let's forget about that for a second. But just on the word black, Haiti, which is where my parents are from, um, under their constitution, they're considered the first black nation. They are a black nation. Why do Moors keep saying that there is no such thing of a black nation or of people called black when they identify themselves as black? Because of the origin of the term black, and look who wrote that at the time. That was Christophe, and Christophe was trying to go back with the, the French. The Sanier was on the opposite. You got to remember, the whole Haitian Revolution was set off by a Moor, Bookman. Bookman, yeah, Bookman. all of the Haitians how to read when they try to throw him in the fire, he grabbed the Quran and brought the pages to his body. The pages burned on his body. This is how the legend goes. The pages burned on his body. Yeah. He taught them to read from that. The book he taught them to read from was the Quran. Mackendall was a Moorish prince who poisoned so many French in Haiti that they done named the poison to, the, the poison is named Mackendall today. Yeah. I understand okay. that. But what I'm saying, the word black. But that's what I'm saying. I'm saying that the word black was infused. That's what it say now, but you don't know if that's what the original text said. We got to get the original yeah. translation in the French. Get that. Read yeah, that that's what they call it. The 1803 Constitution, which is in, in French. They, they don't, you know, it's written in French, so they use the word noir. But, but it's, it's considered noir, first right? black. Yeah, because they wanted to basically tell everybody that they are a black nation, even the right. Polish people that was on the land, even the mulattoes that was on the land. They, they separated all that because there was that infighting, like, right. now we mulattoes, we this, we that. So they said, now nah, we're now all black. So what my point is, there is a black nation, but the Moors keep saying. Yeah, but they don't call black. themselves black, they call themselves Haitian. So it's not true. No, that's that's another thing that people say. It's Haiti. Yeah. Even still, they call them Haiti. So, no, no, they were, so, so the name of the place is Haiti or black? No, the name of the place is Haiti, the first black republic. Haiti, the first black you, brother, republic. On the passport, on the passport, 
right? Is it ICP yeah. <laughs> or Black Nation? <laughs> on the passport, it's Haiti. If you want to go on the passport, it's on the nationality. Do they say Haiti or Black? Haitians do not become Black when they come to America. But I just told you the Constitution claimed them as I black. I what you're saying, but that's not what the nationality of the people is. That's a designation. You cannot be a designation. They're saying black as an adjective, right? You cannot be an adjective. That's describing the noun. You understand? You cannot be a noun, brother. You have to be no, one that's that's describing that the Haitians, who the people are, the nationality uh-huh. is what they are. But to the rest of the world at the time, they are using that term to describe that. But they didn't even use the term black, they used the term noir. So they're actually using the French Norman word, because that's where the Norman people were as well. Yeah, noir means black. Norman, that's noir man. So yeah, you yeah. black man, yeah. but the nationality of the people is still Haiti. So. That's why the more say you're not black, because patients really don't become black until they come to America. And like when, but yeah, when you, okay, you, America, what about the Polish? Remember the, remember the Polish, the white Polish that went against the French and they stayed in Haiti? Right. They're considered black. Honorary Haitian. Yeah, black. Okay. So if, what I'm saying, brother, if you want to be black, be black. But if we don't, don't hate on us, then we're not. No, what I'm saying is, it's not that it, it's not what I want to be. It's not what I want to be. It's what my, the Constitution says. The Constitution says you are first black republic. The Constitution does not say black land. It says the land of the people. The people define themselves as people, not a color. You want to focus on the color and not the people. So can a nation be black? That's why we're different. That's why can a nation be black? Great, so then be in your black nation, brother, but on the passport, we don't say that. The passport is presentation. So until they fix that, I'm going to go with that. But thank you for the call, man. No problem. Thanks for answering. Man, they're not going to let it go, bro. They're not going to let it go. So you got to let them have it. Be black. Establish a black nation. Do that if that's what you want to do. All I'm saying is you cannot be a color and a human being at the same time. And if they refer to themselves as a black nation, again, that's them describing the aesthetic of what they want it to look like. But they went as far as referring to themselves as a people and not a color, which again proves my point. Hey, and brother, when it comes down to uh, Brother Cosmology Bay was speaking on earlier in regards to, um, you know, the way you think about, uh, you know, the whole situation with Chicago and how, you know, the uh, police department and far as law enforcement is playing a deep role in what's going on. Hello? Yes. Yes, I'm here, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Actually, um, and two, you know that they have um one of the biggest um departments where um you know they train in body parts and things up there in yeah. Chicago also. So I want I want um the more to touch on that because I know he knows a lot of information about that. Peace. Uh, the human trafficking 
the human trafficking side and the organ donor side, all of that is still part of the population control thing. Because what they're doing is they're harvesting a lot of these things, a lot of these people, to take their organs out and put them into other people. So, like, because they because trans women want babies now, they want to take the real wounds out of real women and translate them into trans women. Because trans women should have the right to be real women and have babies. So, we're at a level of such insanity in the game that everything that deals with with children is based on this time manipulation. Any abuse of children is a form of time manipulation. Because like what you said, that children are the future. So anything you do to the child, you do to the future of the race. You understand? That's why they're so hard on the human trafficking and the organ stuff. But if you notice, a lot of the human trafficking and organ harvesting and stuff that's happening is they're busting a lot of people out of church. Christian churches. Let's go on Christian churches. Look up, type in Christian pastors in 2017 arrested for human trafficking. You're going to have pages of shit. Okay? Because Christianity, human trafficking, is just another form of slavery. And all of this slavery is all based on Rome. This is how Rome do its thing. That's how Rome created the child soldiers and, and the boy man love shit and all of that. How mm. the boy would have to be with the man to learn how to be with a woman. This is this is what's up. Like this is how it's they sick. they no, no, they culture. It's sick. This is part of it. Yeah. yeah, yeah more. Uh, one more thing. Um, one more thing. Um, what's what do you think that's going on with our brothers there in Chicago, man? Because we're seeing like a hundred deaths in, in three days. I don't think these brothers is killing each other like that. No. No, those are white male paramilitary forces backed up by Mossad through, what's his name, Rahm Emanuel, whose brother's Ari Gold, whose father, both of their father, what's his name, Gold, I forget his name, Gold or whatever, he is the uh, head of the Israeli Mossad North Command, you can look it up. So you have a foreign agent that's actually the mayor of a major U.S. city, okay, Rahm Emanuel. This Rahm Emanuel got put in the game through Obama, right? And Obama and them put him in the game so that way they could control, uh, so that way Israel could control more of the U.S., like I said, through Mossad, through him. So, um, I was going to say, so the human trafficking ring and all that type of shit, all the slavery shit, all of this can be laid at the feet of that. So when... You like right. I said, because that's the Midwest. So they want to shut that down and keep that under control. So they have death camps, death um, mercenaries that dress up in blackface, put on black masks, and then just run out and shoot niggas all day. And then they blame it on the people. Then you got another side of the game that goes and just leaves trucks of guns and shit out there and tells certain people in certain gangs where them guns is at. And then you have that. But in terms of the black-on-black shootings, I don't think half of them shits is... Now, you got some line, young man. knucklehead niggas that's with the shit. You know what I'm saying? And they, and they doing their thing. But for the most part, but for the most part, they all are subject to that shit. You know what I mean? They all down with it. But for the most part, it's just most our death camp. The same thing is happening in Palestine right now. Hmm. 
Caller, caller, we got a new caller on the line. Caller, uh, what's your name and where you calling from? Yes, how you doing? Good, good. Hello? Yes, good. Peace. Peace. I was calling, my name Crystal um, Bruce. I'm calling you out of Palm Beach County, but I'm calling you out of a city you guys probably never heard of. It's small, Pahokee, Florida. I came in and caught you late. I caught the show kind of late. Okay, so what? There's a gentleman on there talking. I need to know who that gentleman is. He right. He right about everything he's saying about Ron Emanuel, Obama, uh, 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 Oprah, and all of that. Thank you, mother. Thank you. I need to know who that is. Is he on a channel or something? Yeah, he's on here. Besides you, young cloud. Yeah, just um, re- his information will be inside the description box, people. Um, as well as if if you didn't um, he was actually live on this episode. If you just now tuning in, so when y'all see the replay, you will see that we've been talking for about uh-huh. an hour and a half, and we are getting it in. Okay, 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 but I, I okay then. Thank you, but he's he's one thousand right, true facts, all of that, everything. And y'all brother, y'all stay keeping it real now. Thank you, mother. Number two, OG, stay keeping it real. Absolutely, absolutely. So with that being said, man, I don't want to keep you long, and I definitely want you to be some sort of regular on our network, man, and uh, keep bringing us the truth. But uh, can you let them know again where they can follow you at, and do you have anything you want to leave them with? Can you hear me? Yeah, I said that. I don't want to keep you long. We've been at it for about an hour and a half, um, and I want to get you on my network pretty often so we can uh, talk about these different subjects. Um, so when it comes to that, though, do you want to leave the people with anything? And um, as, again, where can they follow you and how could they get this more, more information direct from you? Thank you, Noble. I really appreciate you. Again, you and the brother Cosmology, Cosmology holding me down and inviting me on your platform, man. Because Like I said, I'm like the one in the so-called cons community that they all keep on the low 
nobody really like talking about the shit I get into because I'm not dealing with conjecture. I'm not dealing with hyperbole or anything that's not real. If it's not real, you know, I'm going to let you know. But for the most part, the shit I'm talking about is all solution-based material. There is a way out, and that way is the way we got in, by accepting the fact that we've been lied to, not only by us, not only by the devil, but by the so-called people, the black devil too, the one that looks just like us. And there's a reason why they want us to always disassociate ourselves from anything of suffering. There's a reason why somebody's always out there trying to assume your identity. It has nothing to do with you being black. They don't hate you because you're so-called black. They dislike you and detest you because of the blessings that you have. And the fact that you are an eternal people that they have no jurisdiction over outside of confusing and making think that there's something else. Absolutely. You still there, brother? Yeah, can you hear me? I think we lost him there. Peace, peace, peace. I appreciate y'all stopping in, man, and um, tuning in with us today. We definitely had a dope show. Uh, we appreciate Cosmology Bay uh, for putting this together for us. Um, you know, if you didn't, if you just coming in, hopefully you hit this back, rewatch it, hit the like, comments, leave the comments because we see the comments. So on the next show, we we can you know so have some things to ask them. Um, this is something that's definitely going you know, take us to the next level, just having, uh, you know, we just can't be drummer all the time. You understand? Yeah, we got the brother back online right now. Yes, sir. Sorry peace, peace. <laughs> but, yeah, I just wanted to say again, thank you for having me. And the thing about it, I think, is we have so much that we can accomplish together if we just allow ourselves to be individuals and not strive to wrap ourselves up in and try to weaponize information against one another. That's how Europeans think. They got us all thinking like gladiator freemasons. That's out here just trying to clout chase. That's just trying to uh, castigate other people that they see moving at a certain octave. Nobody that you think is BS should should uh, influence you that much. Especially if you feel that what they're saying is bullshit, then let it be that. You know what I'm saying? Don't feel like you got to engage and and battle every person just because they don't agree with what your ideology is. Let them have their opinions. That's the thing about us as more. We allow everybody to be they self. So much so that the, the books say that the Moors, the Christians, and the so-called Hebrews lived to get the Muslims, the Christians, and the Hebrews lived under the Moors in such perfection that you couldn't tell one from the other. You understand? So if that's the case, like I said to other people, you can't tell me that the Moors was the ones that brought history, culture, art, humanity, the world out of the dark ages 
then you're going to tell me that they enslaved the people at the same time. Which one is it, man? Get the history straight. Stop hating on one ancestor for the sake of another. Stop acting like you got the you grabbing the tail of the elephant and telling people that you holding the whole thing. That's what these niggas is doing, man. They out here trying to be jack of all trades, masters of none. But if you ask them, when was the last time you actually sat down with people and went over with them a strategic strategy on how to establish a proper and a state and a trust for them? So God forbid something happens, they don't have to be directly liable for shit. That they have a buffer. How many people actually establish a situation to build on how to establish group economics amongst the people? How many people have a turnover plan, have a 250-year turnover plan, so that way when their community reaches a certain level, they can expand it actually into a nation? Mm. This is the type of our ancestors left for us to do. And these niggas want to be on TV hating on me or hating on you because I associate myself with an ideology that not only can I back up, but I live every day. I'm, I strive to make these devils capitulate every day to the Moorish Empire. Every day in the, in the smallest form, in the biggest form. Smallest form can be, for instance, yesterday. Yesterday, more. I'm walking down the street. I see this dude. He looks at me, old Jewish man. Looks at me. He rolled his eyes, right? Right. So I keep it moving. See the same nigga inside the Publix. Because I'm going food shopping. He rolled his eyes again. I don't say nothing. The last time I see him, I'm on my way out. And he approaches me more. He comes up to me. First thing he says is, Shalom. Right? Because now I got the habit on. I got the same turban you see me on now with the, the tarby joint. With the pointy joint. He said, I know that you saw me looking at you. And I know that you, I might have thing away. But I just wanted you to know, it's really good. To see your people manifesting themselves again. This is a Jew. This is a straight Ashkenazim Jew. I said, when you say your people, who are you talking about? Because, you know, I want to know who you're talking about. Right. I'm not an African, and he obviously know that. So then he looked, and he said, your people, the Moors, the ones that, that taught my people Hebrew. He said, and it's a mitzvah. That means a, a special gift from God. It's a mitzvah for me to actually see a real one. I've seen you out here for years. And I can't, I have to admit, it makes me, you know, you make me a little nervous. I need to get into why. Because I know why. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He said, I have to admit, you made me a little nervous, but I've seen you out here for so many years with your son and your wife. And every time I see you, you're also other with other more. And y'all always seem to be in habit. And I just wanted to say shalom to you. Now, you think if I was walking around in the, in the damn baseball cap with my pants sagging down on my ass, this nigga would have said that? No. Right. But regardless to whether I have this thing on or not, I'm still on it like that. And they still treat me like that, whether they see it on or not. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that's where we got to go. No, that's I like that. I like that right there. I like that. Big fetch. Can you hear me? Yes, Moss. Yes, brother. So yes, brother. again, so, again, uh, 
again, we really appreciate you for uh, tapping in with our network, man, and giving us some of this information, man. Um, people are very appreciative right now because it was very informative, man. So we definitely want to give you your praises, man, and uh, we appreciate you blessing the platform, man. Thank you, Noble, for having me on. Thank you, uh, Brother Cosmology. Thank you for having me. And again, man, just even taking the time to just highlight me. You know what I'm saying? Even if we didn't do it, just the fact that we had a great conversation and we can build a rapport. You know what I mean? That's what it's really about. So I definitely want to thank you for that. And again, anybody wants to holler at me, hit me up at House of Bell at Hotmail.com. You could also, uh, for anything dealing with nationality and all that type of stuff, you could also hit me up at, uh, you can check me out on YouTube. Also, um, www.ifearthedukateers.com. You can hit me up there. And again, man, anybody that's going through anything concerning this or anything else, man, just know that you are the changing agent in whatever situation is happening. And that regardless of who or what, we have an individual identity that usurps and surpasses whatever these other people say that we not. They don't hate us because we're so-called black or melanated. They hate us because they're not. They hate us because their birth rate is zero. And they hate us because they know at any given time, the judgment is coming and they don't have no way out. So let's not catch the backhand with these people when it goes down. Let's be ourselves and do what we got to do, inshallah. So thank you again, brother. Appreciate you, brother. Appreciate you. Thank, Thank you. you. It's Peace. Love. Yeah, so that was a, a good conversation. Like I said, people, um, we definitely appreciate y'all tapping in. It's definitely the Cloud Chaser TV. We just don't do one type of content. We want to bring you, you know, some sort of perspective. So... At the end of the day, we really appreciate y'all. I hope y'all share these videos. Even if you don't like this particular video, you can hit the dislike button. Any of our videos, it's okay to hit the dislike button. But also share it because at the end of the day, if you did watch the content and it gave you some sort of emotion, tell us what emotion it gave you. You know what I'm saying? So always keep that in mind when you're watching this content, man. It's definitely the Cloud Chaser TV, man. We back up in this thing again. You dig? Salute, man. Salute. And peace. Hazel, peace. Cosmology Bay, peace. Black, gold, imperial, peace, bro. And all the people that's recently subscribed, we really appreciate you, man. Salute.